Have you ever had a rumor started about you that you know was not true? I mean, that's really been my life ever since I no longer work for Channel 933. So many rumors like what happened? And uh, today on the show, I'm going to break it all down. This is going to be another one of those episodes. It's not going to be like the typical ones that we're going to do. But uh, I know there's so many questions. Um, Here's my favorite rumor, though, of what I heard about why I'm no longer at that radio station. Um, this actually just happened a couple of days ago. This person on Instagram said after he called Lizzo fat and said she she'll get diabetes. She threatened to drop out of the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Actions weren't taken. This was on nine three three two, not on the podcast. Lord of mercy. Um, <laughs> that's that actually was Jillian Michaels. Uh, Julian Michaels, Jillian Michaels, the fitness trainer. That was not me. Uh, but. Okay, if that's I, I, I've literally heard it all of why I'm no longer on that radio station. So today on the episode, I'm going to clear all that up. Hopefully, you'll go back and you'll listen to episode number one, which is also released today, which is just talking about um, kind of introducing my show and my mom to you. And then coming up later today, I'm going to release episode number three, which was a story about me getting catfished by a celebrity. And maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I'm maybe I'm just being crazy about it. I'll give you the details. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong and some more stuff about the coronavirus. We'll get into more specifics. Anyway, if you're wondering why I am no longer at Channel 933, here it is. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Oh. Hi. Hi. Um, so this will be the last episode that we do out of date. Everything else will be kind of in real time. We're doing this on Saturday. Um, and this is actually, to be honest with you, the second time that we have had this conversation (laughs) because (laughs) the last time I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that it sounded. I just, I wasn't in the right mood for it. It's kind of a heavy conversation to have. It's one that I'm, I've like kind of processed enough and have like moved on enough but it's still not my favorite topic to talk about but i understand it's like the reason of why uh you guys are coming to this podcast and i i know that you can remember that day exactly because you got a call you were like the second i think i called my agent first and called you second um do you remember that phone call i do you were laughing i'm sure because you were in shock And you said, I just got fired. And I'm like, what did you say? What are you talking about? And you said, yeah, they, they walked me to the door (laughs) and I'm like, I don't even believe this is happening. And then I went into shock. There you are, you know, sort of top of your game, really. Right. Um, From all that, that we could tell and uh, radio station doing great. You got it you know, nice raise in December. You had a big contract. Things seemed to be jiving well with everyone on the show. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I know that, and you know, we've talked about this, that you don't, you don't love the fact that I do radio. Well, I think that, you know, you have to be on all the time, you know, you're performing. Right. And I think oftentimes that takes away from who you really are because you're trying to please a certain audience and um, trying to talk about things that you think they'll enjoy. And it's hard to be authentic that way. And I think you're at your very best when you're genuinely you, as you've seen, because when you show those genuine, authentic parts of yourself, 
as often as you can on the radio, you see how, how much people respond to you. So I, I shared this quote last time, and I want to share it again because the topic of today's podcast is going to be how I lost my job over at Channel 933. And we started, when we recorded this last time, I found this Jim Carrey quote that I thought was so good because I'm at this weird standstill now where I I, I don't have a radio job. I am looking for one. Um, and I part of me when every time that I've either been let go, I got let go in Tampa back in 2012. And then I, you know, I got fired again at the beginning of this year. I like want to retreat. I want to like step back and like, Oh, I'm too scared. I'm, I don't, I don't know. Like if I should do this, maybe I should go get a safe job and, you know, go work at a bank and know exactly how my life is going to go. Cause I think that's like what I'm literally built for. My life hates change, but my life loves putting on a radio show. So it's quite the juxtaposition of like, hey, so how do we how do we make these these two things work? So I found this Jim Carrey quote, and maybe you've heard it before, but it says, my father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. So he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he got let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take the chance on doing what you love. Mm. And ugh, uh, <laughs> you know. it's so true, though. It's so true because... You know, when you do what you are called to do and what you love, you never really work. I mean, I really have I to know. say that that's been my case. And and I pray that it will be for you. Every time I walk into that studio, I'm like, this is not a real job. Like, I know it is, but I never once in my whole career in radio was like, oh, my God, like this is this is I mean, it's 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 challenging at times. It comes with a lot. But I never felt like work. I never, I was always, every single day that I wake up to go do a radio show, even if it's three or four o'clock in the morning, I still looked forward to it every single day. I know that. So what, uh, over the past two months now, if you can pull from the wisdom that you've kind of shared with me about, you know, uh, unexpected change, what, so what's the, what's the positive side? What's the mom spin on that? Well, you know, in every crisis we go through, it's how we respond to it that matters. And we can either be positive about it or we can be negative about it. So, you know, I like to think that, and this is what I encourage you to do, to count your blessings, think of the good things in your life, because there are always good things in your life, and try not to focus or be overwhelmed by the current situation, because that's really what it is. It's the current situation. It's not always going to be this way. It is what it is right now, but it will change and it will get better. You know, when I worked with homeless families, I would say to them, this is just your current situation. This is not your life. This is not who you are. This too shall pass. And depending on how you respond to that, it will either be for better or worse. So I try to encourage you to think about all the wonderful things that have happened in your life that even in bad times, had they not happened, you would not be where you are now. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this podcast does. (laughs) 
That's maybe, right. Maybe I can retire off this podcast. That would be the real goal. Come in here and do a podcast every day with you and just smooth sailing. All we can do is try. We're trying now. We're. I'm definitely out of my comfort zone. I don't. Wow. I don't think you are as much as I am, but I'm definitely out of my comfort zone. But I'm willing to give it a shot. Did you ever think you'd have a podcast? <laughs> well, anything's possible. Anything is possible. That is true. Remain open to the possibilities. That's right. You never know. You never All right. Know. Kiki's barking at the door. I'm going to figure that out. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. I literally feel like Kiki is possessed or my house is haunted. I'm not sure which one it is. I have a guest bedroom. So two people died in my house. You need to know that before you get even like wrapped up in this podcast. I feel like you need to know everything about my life. Okay. So I live in a house uh, that's a 1925 house in Point Loma, California. And I, I bought this thing. And when I bought it, I knew that two people had died in this house, uh, two older people. And uh, the weirdest things have happened. I know I shared one story on the air where I, and I, I can share this again really quick. And I know that's not why you're here right now, but just go with me for a second. Cause I just got freaked out. I was walking to my guest bathroom and I forget why I was showering in the guest bathroom for some reason we couldn't shower in the master maybe it was during renovations this is back when i was married i um i walked down this hallway and i my wife had already said like goodbye but i turned around and i saw like a, like i swear her figure walking by and i was like Ugh. um and so i walked back over down the hallway looked to the right out the window which can, which can see the street and she like she was in her car i could like see her car cranked up for the morning i was like <gasps> ghost but now kiki likes to go in the guest bedroom and she'll just start barking for no reason and i don't know what it is i'm not sure it's ghost it's fine it's no big deal I live in a haunted house okay so today's topic is is not one of my favorites uh, i know you're here because you want to find out why am i no longer on channel 933 and damn it you deserve to know and the cool thing is i don't have to really well let me say this I, I'm going to be as honest with you as humanly possible. There's still some question marks in my mind. I go to sleep every night in my haunted house wondering why. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll bring all those up today. But I don't have any hard feelings towards anybody at iHeartRadio. I don't. I really like – and I took a couple of weeks because I didn't want to record this. And that's almost – why this podcast take a, took a while to get out because I didn't want to come on here and be angry because that's not going to get me anywhere, right? But I was mad. I was mad for a good, maybe damn near month. As I tell you the story, I don't know, maybe you'll understand. You can call in, please, 888-Kramer8, Kramer with a K, 888-Kramer8. So let's go back, friends, all the way back to January 15th or 14th or something like that. Uh, we got an email a day before from the company saying we are making some exciting new changes and we are embracing technology. And uh, if you if you Google the, the letters out there, if you really want to read it word for word, I don't know what to type in. iHeartRadio letter changes. Just go to like mid-January. It's on a lot of like the radio blogs. Um and honestly, I was I was kind of excited when I got the email. What a dumbass now. But I was kind of excited. I sat back and I was like, oh my gosh, like uh, this sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. But then as you read down towards the bottom, it's like, just know that like with change is going to come some employee, I think they called it employee dislocation. And that's when I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I don't, uh, I, I have such a love hate relationship with radio 
I really do. I love it because of what this is. If it wasn't for the radio, you wouldn't be here right now. And that's what I love about it. Like we really create relationships with one another that fucking drive me crazy when they go away. It's the worst. It's like, it's, it literally feels like a breakup. And this one almost felt like a breakup that nobody wanted. Um, you know, if ratings are bad or, or you know, something like that, or co-hosts aren't getting along or something, then it's almost like a, whew, that's good. This one was not a, that's good. Nobody felt relieved by this change at all. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we get the email. And in that moment, I'm thinking like, okay, let's see how this plays out. But here I am, right? Like I'm on a top rated morning show in a big city. I'm really not stressing about it. I'm just like, it's going to suck for some people, but let's just see how this plays out. So on social, because all of us radio people, we're all connected. We are all, we're we're typically all friends because there's not many of us, right? And so we're kind of watching as different cities, people in different cities. It was really all East Coast, it was like, okay, Atlanta, now Tampa, now Miami, and you know, up to New York. And you're seeing people like saying on social media, I just got let go today, and you're watching the radio blog or whatever. And it was it was really stressful, but I'd already gone home from the day. I remember actually texting Hayes, uh, who was our program director, my program director, and how do you describe a program director? It's like your it's like he's like my boss. And I was like, Do you know anything? He's like, No, I really don't know anything. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Let's just go to bed. No big deal. So I wake up and it's now the 15th or the 16th of January. So we come in and we do the show. And I knew too that uh, Gina had a friend in LA who was going to, uh, was called in for a meeting at 10 o'clock that day. So we kind of knew that West Coast is probably going to be that day. So um, we're sitting there reading all this post and we're reading the updated list. We're kind of feeling uncomfortable. And so about 8.45, I, I text Hayes, my boss. And I'm like, Hey, can you come in the studio? So he comes in there. He's, he's like white as a fucking ghost. He looks, I still remember that. I mean, he looks awful. Like he was never an attractive guy in the first place, but now he's like, (laughs) he's like really, (laughs) I love Hayes. I know he's listening to this. I, he just, he looks white as a ghost and we're like, Hey, what's, what's going on? Like, what do you know? And he's like, I really honestly don't know anything. All I know is that Melissa, who is our GM, and Steve, uh, who is the regional guy. He like kind of oversees programming for Phoenix and for San Diego and maybe Riverside and maybe Tucson. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I So we knew that they were there. So we're like, oh, shit. Okay, so this is – it's it's happening today. It's definitely happening today. We just don't know who or who why. And I'm sitting there. In my head, I'm still feeling okay. Honestly, what I was most worried about was I was worried about Jess and Ceres and Chris, our producer. Those are, in case you're new to this, and I know that if you have come here from the Upside podcast, uh, this is this is not going to be the most <clears throat> entertaining because you're like, who are all these people? This is literally just for my channel 933 people. So yeah, I'm worried about our producer and our phone screen and our board op because they're, you know, they're not full time. Well, Chris is full time, but nobody else is full time. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, man, they're going to get rid of C-Riz probably because he's, he just runs the board. They're going to make me run the board, which is like turning on the mics and everything. There's, I wouldn't say that he would be an essential player and same with Jess. I mean, I could see them taking all those jobs and making all 
the three of us, me, Gina, and our producer, do them. And so I was like, I told them, I was like, listen, nobody today is invisible. Invinci- invincible? Yeah, we're, de- <laughs> we're definitely not invisible. <laughs> but, we're de- <laughs> but we're definitely not invisible. Uh, invisible or invincible on that day. I, I told him, I was like, listen, you know, if if anything goes bad, though, listen, just like keep your head high and just walk out and be thankful and be grateful and, you know, we'll figure everything out. I told them, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen right at 10 o'clock because they always fire people from morning shows right at 10 o'clock. They don't, don't want to give you the chance to say goodbye, which I think is so messed up. Uh, so they they wait till like right at 10 o'clock. So I said, listen, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen like right at 10 o'clock. So it's like 9.57. And again, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I'm feeling okay. And Jess is... A wreck. I mean, Jess, in case you don't know Jess, she is just this anxious ball of of teenage energy that somehow has entered into a 27-year-old woman. I don't know. I like I love Jess. I she is she just gets so nervous about everything. And so she is understandably this time quite anxious about this situation and she goes hey do you mind if we record a tiktok let's just like clear the air and i'm like okay that's fine we can go record a tiktok doing some stupid ass dance that'll make us feel good right so we uh we <laughs> i want you to picture this we're standing behind like all the radio equipment, right? And she's got the phone propped up and we're like learning. I don't even remember what song it is. Jess, if you want to remind me, please tell me we are learning a dance to a TikTok song. And, uh, I look over into the producer studio where Chris, our producer and Gina are sitting. Gina's like recording her commercial, right? And they're pointing and like towards the hallway and they're mouthing haze, 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 right? That's our boss. And I'm like, what? All of a sudden, the studio door opens. Now, keep in mind, here I am doing the dumbest TikTok dance probably in the history of time. And my boss looks me in the face and says, I need you to come to my office. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I have to like go back to that moment because like I can see it so clearly. My heart just like sunk. And I, what I said to him, I said, in I know there might be kids listening. I, we haven't figured out the whole cussing situation yet. Like, are we cussing on this or are we not? I'm going to cuss right now because this is exactly what I said to him. My face dropped and I said, dude, don't fuck with me. Not today. Like, not today because he, he likes to mess around a lot. I thought he was just playing around, and which would be a thing he would do on a typical day. Um, I He said, no, I'm serious. And so I was like, all right. So I, I started walking down the hall with him. I'm like, I'm like what is going on right now? And he said, I don't know. And we didn't say another word. And that, that walk was at least 50 to 75 steps all the way over to the office. And I walk in and that's when I knew, man, well, I kind of knew. And I was like, I was in my head, like, like bracing myself. I was like, okay, um, this, you're going to get fired. There's, there wasn't like a, well, maybe they're just going to ask my opinion on, (laughs) or maybe there was no, there was no doubt in my mind. Like, okay, I'm getting fired right now. Holy shit. Like this, this is crazy. So, um, walk in the office and the next part couldn't have been more textbook. I mean, it was pretty much, I walk in, the general manager hands me the check and she says, today is going to be your last day at iHeartRadio. And, um, 
I, I said, okay. Um, she said, I have to read this to you. And she kind of read down this, like, here's, you know, this is, here's your last paycheck and, uh, unemployment and blah, blah, blah. And so I, you know, I had to keep the same advice that I gave to my staff. And so I said, you know, I had to, I was going to be polite and I was going to be respectful. And so I just said, okay, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. You know, if there's anything that I could have done differently, because I want to grow from this, obviously. Like, I don't, I, I, at this point, I, I don't know, like, why I'm getting let go, right? Like, I know that there's, like, changes that are being made, but I, I don't really still, it's all happening so fast. And I'm like, okay, let me just, like, see if I can figure out, like, why this is happening. So I'm like, listen, if there's anything that I can, that you guys can tell me about, like, what I could do to improve for next time, you know, let me know. Because I, I want to grow from this, too. And they were like, literally, there's nothing you could have done. And... That's it. And so um, I said at that point, I said, can I talk to Hayes directly? Keep in mind, there's three people in in the room. There's the general manager, the the regional guy, and then there's my boss. And I said, well, can I talk to Hayes alone? Because I kind of just want to be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what is going on right now? And they said, uh, no, Steve will have to stay in here, who's the regional guy, if you want to talk to Hayes. And Melissa at that point said, you know, thank you. And then she, she left. And she wanted to go talk to Gina, okay? So it's hard to, like, bring this back, you guys. I got to be honest. It was, like, not a fun day. Uh, so I um, I said, okay. Uh, and I, I, I honestly don't remember much more. I mean, we talked a little bit more. It was more of, like, no, you, we think you're talented. We think you're great. We think you're that. I don't know. It just felt so textbook, you know? It just felt cold. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess there's no good way. <laughs> I guess I couldn't have walked in with like cupcakes sitting there, like a banner, like you're let go. Um, I asked, you know, can I go and see the other people of the show? And they said, no, you can't. And I was like, okay. And they're like, well, if there's no more questions. Then we're just going to have Hayes walk you out. And I was like, well, I need to go get my, my headphones. And uh, so I walk in back into the studio and this point, Hayes is like walking me. He's like, he's like, S- now keep in mind, I'm like, I, I'm sure I look like a guy that just got fired. I, I, I was crying in there. I'm sure it just, I looked a mess, which is really embarrassing to be per, like paraded through the building as you've like been crying. Obviously everyone now knows that like you're getting let go anyway. So I went back into the studio and I grabbed my headphones. And when I was in there, uh, C-Riz and Jess and Chris are all in there. And Gina had already been pulled out because she was about to have a meeting with our general manager. I just shaking my head and I'm crying and I'm like, that's it guys. That's it for me. And you know, they're all like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, like that's it. And, uh, that was, that was a hard, that was a hard minute. And C-Riz, I was, I told, I had to say, tell C-Riz to like be cool. Cause he was getting kind of fired up over here. And I was like, listen, just be cool. I grabbed my headphones and I went back to my office and I started grabbing a couple of things and, I got like walked to the door and that was it. I mean, that was, that was the end of the story. So why me? (laughs) Uh, Why me? Um, I, I guess number one, why not me? Right. We'll start with that question. Why, why shouldn't it have been me? Well, if I go through the basics of what it takes to be um, a talent, uh, a successful talent, on the radio in 2020 
it's you got to have good ratings, you have good revenue, and you got to have good social media. And I I had all those. Now I will say the one thing that made me completely vulnerable in this situation was, for one reason or another, I started like losing endorsements, and it was never to like what I was doing. Uh, it was just like one pinged off, and then another one ping off, and then one uh, lost their marketing manager and. Um, whatever. Um, so I, I was down, I was down to only like two endorsements at the time, which that's really what radio cares about. They want to know how many endorsements can you bring in? So it made me a little vulnerable in a time where they needed to make cuts. But I can tell you this, that I got a $10,000 bonus at the end of the year, like performance, everything was great. The show had never been better. Like we were, we were good. Like we were solid. I, to this day, love that team so much. I, Gina will always be one of my best friends and please do not give her a hard time. And if you did, please go back and apologize. Gina had a, no idea this was happening. B did not want this change either. Nobody wanted this change. I don't even think Frankie, I don't know. Maybe Frankie wanted this change. I, I, but even he, okay. So Frankie, for those that don't know the situation, Frankie is, uh, the guy that replaced me and I actually replaced him. So Frankie goes to Boston. I get hired from Phoenix, right? To come over here. Frankie gets fired from Boston, comes back to San Diego, gets put on 95.7, does afternoon show, then gets put on the morning show, then gets his co-host taken away and then gets moved back over to 933. I get fired from 933, and that's it. Everyone wants the cheese may, right? And in case you don't know what cheese may is, that means uh, that's gossip in Spanish. Everyone like speculates because me and Chris, we didn't follow each other on, on social media. There must be beef. No, I don't talk to Chris as much now. I thought I'd talk to him more, but it's just as much my fault as his. Gina and I talk probably once a week, twice a week. She's doing her best trying to figure it out. Change is never fun. It's never, and, and, and this change specifically was not fun for anybody. I have, uh, 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 I have a couple of thoughts of maybe why it was me. Um, I so I, I think that like if it all made sense. If everybody got along, everybody was making money, everybody and the ratings were good. Why was it me? Um, I, I just have to assume, and I've been told from numerous sources now that it was literally a budgetary cut. But for me, that leaves the question of well, like, why wouldn't you just get rid of somebody else? Right? Here's what I have to assume. There's like two theories that I have. The first theory is that they had to make a budget cut and Frankie is like Mr. iHeartRadio. He has like completely divulged himself into that company and he like voice tracks for different stations. That means like you record your show. You know how like some radio, like most radio stations you listen to. Like for example, Gabby Diaz, who's on channel 933 from 10 to three doesn't live here. Right? She lives in San Francisco. And like Frankie does that for a lot of different radio stations. Uh, he goes to kiss FM in LA on the weekends and does that. Uh, he's really entrenched in the brand. So by getting rid of him, that would 
leave a lot more responsibilities. I just did the Channel 933 morning show. That's all I did. So I think from a company standpoint, there was that. Now, I still have a hard time, though, with like, why would you break apart like the number one morning show in the city? I have another theory. And because the last six months in that building got weird. And I shared a little bit of that with you guys on the Uncensored podcast. I felt like that I kind of had a target on my back anyway. Ever since Margarita Fest, I kind of felt like the company um, didn't love me. Might be the best way to put it. Um, We'll talk about Margarita Fest in in a future episode because that was when my ex-wife showed up to an event and like, y'all, that was fucking chaos. And there's parts of the story I couldn't tell you before. Uh, I can tell you all of it now. And it, I think ever since that day, the ball just started rolling downhill. And I, that's it. That was my day, man. That was, um, that's it. So what I want to say to you guys, and this will be the last long form podcast on one topic. Uh, I have no animosity. And actually, let me rephrase that. I love Gina Aguilar so much. I love Jess Do It so much. I love C Riz so much. I love Chris, our producer, so much. Uh, I love Hayes. I love I, I literally I I love the team. I'm just left with the question of why me? Like why could there not have been cut somewhere else? You know? And that's the question that I go to sleep in my haunted house. <laughs> wondering every single night, like why not make a cut somewhere else when everybody was happy. You guys were happy. The ratings were great. Thank you, by the way, for everybody that ever supported that radio show, because you made it an amazing four years. I'm still stuck with a couple different questions and I don't know. I just have to assume that, that that's that theory, that business theory is it. Maybe it was personal. I, I don't know. I don't know if they were just, fed up with me trying to push the limits. I don't know. And maybe like it was the, the budget cuts were a good time. I don't, I don't know. I I'm stuck with that. All I know is it's business. I understand. I can't imagine being in that spot and like having to meet some kind of quota and some kind of, you know, budget line they had to be at. And then to look a guy in his eyes and tell him he's let go, especially if you do like him, so I have a lot of empathy too for having, you know, for that, for the, for the management, for having to do that. <sighs> Let's never talk about this again. <laughs> Can we just never deal with this topic ever again in the history of time? That'd be great. So here we are. Now we got a podcast, man, and we're trying to figure it out. And I'm sorry this story took so long for me to bring to you, but I wanted to make sure that I was in the right headspace. And if you have questions, Please call 888-Kramer8, and in future episodes, we'll we'll come on and we'll talk about all of it, okay? All right. Now, it's Saturday, technically, so I'm going to go enjoy my quarantine. We have a lot to talk about. We, have, we, should, we should have so much to talk about. I think next episode, we're going to kind of get into more, like, show stuff, and I think I want to – there's one story I've been dying to tell you guys about how I was catfished by a celebrity, and I stick to this story of like, I, 
I don't know how this happened. It was so weird. I was like, it was like two weeks after I got let go. I was like, oh my God, I need to be on the radio. We'll talk about all that plus more mom tomorrow. I love you so much. I'm trying to think there's anything else I need to say about this, this situation. I don't think so. If so, I'll go edit it back in. That's the joys of podcast. Love you. Bye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.